What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Okay, it is Super Bowl week officially. This is Bolt Brady and his bro. Best place to get your sports gambling information where we break it down for you. Let's welcome in our handicapper, the guy named Bolt. Hello, what's happening? Big week. Sure is, and uh, I'm glad we actually have some football this week since we didn't have it last week, unless you count the All-Pro game. Mm, Man, those are a hoot, huh? Just the competition? Uh, (laughs) So I turned it on for a second, just like flipping through the channels, and I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Because I couldn't tell. This is literally the first thing I said. I go, are they playing two-hand touch? Mm. Did you see it? They don't tackle. No, I, I gave up on that thing a while ago. I mean, I saw I saw Dion said, said something. He's like, "What happened to the competition level in that thing? They don't even try." Well, when did they stop tackling? Like, they just don't want to hurt each other. Cause, I get it. You know, don't even bother putting the pads on though. Let's get the flags on. Like, this is a joke. I saw JJ Watt was like, "Dude, I, we had walkthroughs that were more intense than that." Yeah, I, they had like a skills thing on the night before, so I mean, uh, we kind of flipped that on and watched some of the. They had to make some catches, and they they had the sprint thing, but but Tyreek didn't even give that his all. Well, so there's a few things about that. So first of all, you know how I, how I mentioned a few weeks ago that I was calling out Hussein Bolt. He's like, hey, let's get this going. <laughs> so. Hussein did a... It's Usain. Hussein. We're not talking about a <laughs> diplomatic <laughs> terror here. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Right. The Jamaican. <laughs> right. The sprinter. And so he did a tweet um, showing Tyreek, and he goes, it's showing Tyreek in fourth place, and he goes, is this the guy I'm supposed to race? Mm-hmm. But what Tyreek wanted to say but couldn't is he goes, hey, guy, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but our all-pro game was in Las Vegas, Nevada. That was a great place to have the all-pro game because I'm sure all the players were in bueno shape going into that game. Who, who said you don't know if the game was? No, that's what Tyreek wanted to say. Oh, yeah. But he couldn't. Um, he goes, dude, I haven't even hit the sack yet. No, I haven't. And I've got a small amount of alcohol oozing through these veins right now. Well, he had, I mean, he had the sweats on and he had like the white hooded sweatshirt on. He didn't even get down to get like in the set position. Well, because if he got down, he'd probably throw up. (laughs) I mean, he felt bueno. (laughs) And then on top of that, um, big Alvin Kamara got busted. Did you see that? I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I saw assault or something at the bar. Well, so let me bring you up to speed on her real quick. So first of all, um, it happened at 6.30 a.m. So my question for you were, was, or is, are he and his buddies getting up for the breakfast buffet at 6.30? Yeah. Or are they still up all nighter? He wanted to first dibs on the continental breakfast downstairs. I think he did. He goes, hey, guys, <laughs> alarm's going off. Yeah. It's time for the buffet. Let's get up. And probably not. Big Kamar and his guys were still up. And they came down the elevator and, you know, had a little exchange of words with this guy. And then, like, sounded like Kamara, like, pushed the guy or whatever. So, anyway, we don't know if Kamara, you know, is at fault or not yet. Um, But still, let's clean it up, guys. Right. Wow. I mean, that's a 409. And I think that the All-Pro game in Las Vegas is a 409. 
Yeah, why'd they pick there? I mean, they've been rotating, like, Orlando and, and Miami and stuff. I mean, the Hawaii one's just gone. Right. Well, you know, they obviously wanted to pump up the new stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, so they did it there. But, you know, if you take um, millionaires that are in their 20s and 30s and group them all together in Las Vegas, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy cow. They're they're lucky it's only Kamara. Didn't they did the NBA All-Star game there one year, and I think that was just a wreck, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, you're putting all these guys, like, where there's the best strip clubs in the United States or one of the best spots. Sure. Let's see what happens there. Yeah. You don't need to show the stadium off. I mean, it's they're hosting the Super Bowl next year. That That's plenty. Mm-hmm. They need to do something about this All-Pro game. But, like, first of all, let's ditch the pads. What are the pads for? No one needs those. Play flag? It's the flag now. Yeah. I mean, they already, the punter already was just kicking it on the sidelines because no one was there to see a punt. So he didn't even punt. The all-pro punter. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, they don't even suit up, bud. Yeah, so, you know, we might as well just make this the flag football now. Or just give them the bonus check for making the team or whatever. There's something else they can do here. Exactly. Well, they all spent their bonus check that night, I'm sure. Right. Big Al- Big Alvin did. <laughs> the bottle service. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, with his crew. Um, speaking of flag, um, football, (laughs) we were, my sons and I were watching the YouTube and, um, sometimes, you know, they play flag football. So I'll be like, Hey, put it on like your age group. Let's see these guys. And they had, um, they had it said like five star recruit, you know? And I'm like, Oh, let's check this guy out. And I didn't know his name when I was watching this guy and he was probably six, three, um, he was playing on one of those competitive flag football teams, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I think it was down in Atlanta, but, like, Cam Newton was, like, one of the coaches and stuff. And I'm like, wow, this guy's badass. He was, like, 6'3". And I'm like, is he offense or defense? And then, because that's how good he was, like, making catches and, and playing DB. Yeah. And then it said he was the number one recruit in the nation. Um, and so, anyway, that's the guy. I was watching the guy. He he got the ride to Florida State. But then Dion got him to go to Jackson State. Oh, that's the guy he nabbed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it, and I was watching it, and wow, that guy is badass. His name's Travis Hunter. So, but, yeah, he's going to have him play corner. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you? I mean, you get to have the best corner of all time teach you. Yeah. Um, this guy's pretty flamboyant, though. Holy cow. I mean, did he have a mouth on him? <laughs> I, I'm sure he doesn't have very many friends outside of his teammates. Right. He was one of those. Like... He'd score a touchdown and he'd look at the guy and goes, easy money, baby, easy money. And this is just a flag league? Like, oh, yeah. Like offseason? I mean, he was talking serious trash. <laughs> like, it was like he was just jabbing. But no one no one could say anything to him because he was just dominating them. Yeah. Well, you know, those NIL deals now, you can kind of go wherever for, for the couple years and you're still good. Well, his theory, and I don't disagree with it because... I said it before I even knew he was. I go, mm, we're probably going to see this guy in the NFL unless he does something stupid. But his theory was like, doesn't really matter where he goes. He's going to the show. Mm-hmm. And when Dion's your coach and you're a defensive back, I'm, you're probably in good hands there. Yeah, there's a pipeline of people that you can chat with. And then, you know, on this the last point on this topic, and then I guess there was a four-star recruit that was buddies with this guy, and he's going to Jackson State now, too. Yeah, I saw they got another guy to kind of join him. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Travis Hunter, he's he's legit. It'll be it'll be cool to watch him play. 
That's you breaking down some YouTubes for us. Mm-hmm. Getting to these guys before they even get to the show. <laughs> and how they'll affect the lines for the Jackson State games. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. <laughs> those are going to be under-monitored by the bookies, so. Right. Good chance to grab some money on those next season. Speaking of money, how about your boy Mattress Mac came in with a few chippers. Dude, is he? he's just all over the place on sports betting now. 4.5 mil. That he threw on the Bengals' money line to win 7 mil. Yeah, I saw him. He said he got in his car and drive over uh, to Louisiana, I think it was, to, yeah. to, you know, to be in the zone for the sports app. And the way he had to do it, he had to break it down into $200,000 increments and just go, you know, Bengals, 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 Bengals. Right. Until he was 4.5 in. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, with those chips, don't you think he'd have someone make a, a jingle to the casino in Louisiana and be like, hey, I'm taking the private jet in real quick with four and a half big dimes and then fly out? Yeah, I don't know how how and why he did it that way, but that's the way he did it. And, you know, the one thing that they don't seem to mention with Mattress Mac is his record with these plays. It's not too hot. Like, he hit one with the Astros, but I mean... How many big bets do you think he's had like this? I'd say we're going on probably seven, mm-hmm. and he's like the two and five so far. Yeah, but remember, it's all about publicity and offsetting, giving out the free mattresses. Oh, I get it. I mean, he's not hes not a dummy. I yeah. never said anything about him not being smart. Yeah. I'm just saying he's not the best at picking the squads. Yeah. Well, I mean, what his thinking is is whatever brings in the people to buy the mattresses this month, and then if his bet hits, he's good. Sure. No, I know. It's a great play. I mean, everyone shits about him because this is the largest bet ever on a Super Bowl. Yeah. And for those of you that out there that don't know Mattress Mac, he uh, mattress he owns um, mattress stores in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so he puts these large bets in, and if he wins, fantastic. And if he doesn't, you know, he's got a lot of publicity for his mattress stores, basically is what it boils down to. Yeah, what he says, you know, if like the Houston is in the the World Series, he says, come on in, buy a mattress this month. If they win it, the mattress is free. You know, bring your receipt in, you get your money back. Right. And so he'll bet, you know, opposite or whatever to, to cover the offsetting the mattresses. It's a great play. Mm-hmm. Nice job. So he's going with Big Joey B in the bangs. Yeah, he is. Like so many people. So, have you thought about it more? I sure have. But I'm not going with Big Joe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, actually, the play that uh, I like the most... um, Well, maybe we'll hold up on that. I've got a few stats for you that you might like first. Sure. Um, Some interesting ones here. So, first of all, we'll go back to what I said before the conference game. Remember, 87%... Of the time, whoever wins the conference championships or the Super Bowls covers the spread. So, you know, of course, if the underdog wins, they cover the spread. But that what they're also saying there is if the favorite wins, which in this case is the Rams, the point spread doesn't even come into play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one thing to kind of think about there is if you think it's the Bengals or you think it's the Rams, probably don't even need the points, typically. Yeah. Uh, and then also... If your team gets down by double digits, you're in trouble historically. Since 1967, only four teams have come back when down by double digits in the Super Bowl. Um, And I think two of them are Tom. Hmm. And that's the other thing. Like, I hear all these Super Bowl stats, you know, and I'm like, well, 
Listen, when Tom's been to 11 of them, I mean, that's the Tom factor. You know what I'm saying? Like, these comebacks and, you know, how the game's being played. I'm like, you kind of need to take Big Tommy out of those. Yeah, I think he was 7 out of 10. Um, But, yeah, he went to a boatload of them. I mean, especially in the last, you know... 15 years. Well, yeah. I mean, they went, he went to three in a row here a few years ago with New England, (laughs) won two of them, and then the Tampa one. So, yeah. I mean, he's four of the last six. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing that's pretty, um, here's some more interesting stats. So, um, the last five Super Bowls, there's no points scored in the first six minutes. And the reason why I point that out is that's actually a prop that you can take. And so, um, no points or no touchdowns, no points at all. Hmm. And the reason for that is, uh, I mean, people just feel each other out big time and jitters and the, just the flashing bulbs. It's like, they need to chill out for a second. Right. I mean, everyone's just juice. Oh yeah. Um, and so, you know, handoff, handoff, you know, no one's coming out slinging it to start the game. Donovan McNabb puke. <laughs> right. Nervous. I mean, I was watching that new special with Tom Brady, um, the man in the locker room or whatever it's called. And uh, he, they were actually talking about um, Bledsoe. They were interviewing Bledsoe because Bledsoe was talking about when Tom took over from and stuff. And that Super Bowl that Tom um, started in, he, he said that Bledsoe said he was going batshit crazy before, like, hey, come on, pounding heads with everyone. And Bledsoe um, and Willie McGinnis had to pull him off to the side and go, dude, settle down. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, people get a little juice. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you're playing in that, are you slightly jacked? Yeah. I mean, there's probably not much sleep the night before. That's just, it's a busy week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, one that you'll hear a lot of handicappers talk about, a prop that they do. I mean, it's usually around minus 1200 so you'd have to put $1,200 down to win 100 But um, it's a, you know, statistically and historically it's a good bet is that there's no safety scored in the game. So in the last, here's interesting, last eight Super Bowls, no safeties. But remember um, back when there was three Super Bowls in a row with a safety? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th- those don't happen that often anyway. No, do you remember? And I remember it because I had the Broncos and Peyton Manning, unfortunately. And I went against Russ, which, you know, that just sucks when you have two legit ballers going against each other. First play of the game. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> Safety for the Broncos. I mean, Peyton and the Bronx, nice start to the ball game. Was that uh that was in New York, I think. It was maybe like cold like the snowy ish. I don't know if it was snowing, but it was like the New York one. Dude, that's like the the pick, the first play of the game that we're talking about. I mean, if you have those teams, it's time to inline it or in game it, I mean, and take the other side. Cause that's ball game. It doesn't help. Dude, it's ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just a terrible start. Right? Cuz they're already, you know, like uh-oh, behind just behind the the <laughs> behind it already. Mhm. And then the last uh last little stat that I have here that I think's kind of interesting. Okay. The coin flip. All right. Yeah, people always talk about this bet. But how about this? The last seven winners of the coin flip, have lost the Super Bowl. Huh. 
last seven in a row, whoever won the coin flip lost the Super Bowl. Interesting. Right? Roses are red, violets are blue, don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to Manscaped and use our code BOLT, B-O-L-T, for 20% off and free shipping. Come on, fellas. Let's make it work this time. Now let's get back to the show. All right, so it's definitely the week for the Manscaped. Valentine's is next week. So ladies, hook up your boys. Men and boys, hook up your ladies. It's Manscaped week. Yeah, clip it up. (laughs) So then... um, and then, you know, I was looking into the MVP bets, and like I was saying, <clears throat> I don't suggest any of those, typically. Um, the only prop bets that are the best are the yes-nos, because those are the the opportunity to make the most money. When you start betting on MVP odds and stuff, it's not like what the official odds should be. So, like, uh, <laughs> I heard this guy, Steve Fezzik, was talking about how these um, these props are shit, too, and he said, like, Back in the day when the Broncos played the 49ers, you remember the running back, Sammy Winder? Mm-hmm. Fez didn't include this, but he was number 23, I recall. <laughs> he scored the first touchdown, okay? And it was 5 to 1 odds. And Fez was saying it should have been like 25 to 1. I mean, Sammy Winder. Right. So anyway, the point being is that you don't get legitimate odds on those. The the casinos just screw you over. So like right now the most popular one is Joe Johnny B. Good Burrow is like plus two twenty five. Um to be MVP. Yeah. And then a lot of people are doing what I don't know what it is now, but it was sixteen to one, Aaron Donald. Um and let me just tell you, on the MVP, it's like ninety percent a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think everyone has in their mind that their O-line sucks for the Bengals. So they're like, the D-line is just going to dominate this for the Rams. I mean, that's all you hear on the sports talk. Well, and, and of course you do. And you never, uh, I mean, defensive players, I think the last one to get it was Vaughn Miller. We were talking about the Broncos um, against uh, Carolina. Cam. Yeah. So it, it just does not happen. Um, in fact, they were talking about, when the 49ers won the Super Bowl, their kicker, Ray Wershing, remember that guy? Yep. I think he had the mustache. Um, he, he scored 14 out of the 25 points, um, and he wasn't. they still gave it to Joe Montana, who had, like, a whopping 160 yards and, like, a TD. You know, there was yep. ever a time to, like, give it to the kicker. That was it. Yeah, I mean, if the Rams do rock, I mean, it, it could go to Stafford or, like, Cooper Cup, too. Well, yeah, but but even then, I mean, there was a game where, like, Jerry Rice had, like, two touchdowns and 160 yards, and they still gave it to, like, Young. Well, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just the odds are super stacked. And don't even bother with the running backs. I mean, what would the running back have to do to get MVP? Probably 200 yards, literally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shouldn't touch those anyway, but if there's a reason, you know, to stay away from it even more, there's a few more reasons right there. Yeah, just the history of the of how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. 
So let's dive into the game here. Yes. Where where are we at? We're minus four and a half currently with the Rams. Yeah, I saw four, four and a half. Um, it, it's a solid four and a half at most places now. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, the app that I just looked at before we came in said four. Hmm. You got a direct line to Vegas. Maybe. Maybe. It's um, one of the perks. <laughs> so where are you at? Let me guess. You're with the Joes. No, I you know I told you I'd think about it a little more. I um, you know since he's pulled the the rabbit out of the hat a couple too many times here, and then I just don't think you can be down that many times and keep coming back against a good team. And I just don't I don't like the matchup as much. You know the Niners being in the division that was one thing, but this is I think it's their time. They're at home. I I see the Rams winning by more than a touchdown. So I'm in agreement with you. Um, I mean. I total the same thing. Like, first of all, they played the Raiders, who, I mean, you know, they, the Raiders had to scratch and claw and get in. They snuck in. Yeah. I mean, they played, you know, the Cleveland Browns, like, fourth stringers. Um, I mean, just at the end of the year, they were just getting all the breaks. And then they had Tennessee. Um, and, you know, Tennessee was, you know, historically the number, the worst number one seed of all time. And then they just had the the Kansas City meltdown. And now, you know, DVOA, people have probably heard of that before. Basically what it is is they take your schedule into consideration and all the defensives you've you've played because obviously some people have harder schedules than others. Mm -hmm. And they balance it out. And the Bengals have, like, one of the worst DVOAs in the entire NFL, meaning – you know, the people that they play, the teams and stuff, don't really rank very high. Yeah. Like, this has been a pretty, like, the, the path that they've gotten to the Super Bowl has been very advantageous for them. Let's just put it that way. You know, versus where uh, the Rams, I mean, they had to play Kyler. That was a total boat race. Then they go into Tampa Bay, beat the defending Super Bowl champs on their field. Good game. Then they play the Niners, who were probably the hottest team in the NFL at that point, and they were down by 10 and came back. I mean, I think this has got Rams written all over. Mm-hmm. I also like the first half under 23-and-a-half. Because, you know, like I was talking about, historically things go really slow here. Well, especially the the way Cincy's been trending is is they're, they've been doing second halves. So, I mean, they, you know, if they don't put up their... 14, you know, which they probably won't. Uh, yeah, 23, I can see that being under that. And, you know, the last two weeks, you know, like Patty let us down. Um, but I did want to touch that our overall record now is 43 and 33, which is 57%. And in case some of you are wondering how that stacks up, there's a podcast out there that, like, follows all the mainstream handicappers. There's, like, 40 of them. Um, and they talk about their picks and they have an algorithm, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, my point being is they track these 40 handicappers and only four of them were 57% or above. So that's probably top 10%, which I think is safe to say. So it's been a great season, my friends. Let's not crap it all away on the Super Bowl, though. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like we said, this is the tightest line. There's only one game for them to make a line on. Um, but you know, I still do like the Rams to win the ball game and the under 23 and a half or, yep. And you know, it's, it's a new week for Stafford, um, you know, but for a dozen or so guys, McVay and them were here a few years ago. So, 
it's his second go round. He'll be better prepared and, and not as blown away by the lights of it. Yep, that's actually a great call. They do he, they do have the head coaching advantage with that, and you know, yeah, I get it. The Bengals come in town early and stuff, but the Rams are still sleeping in their own beds. You know, at least until like a night or two. Yeah, I think those last couple nights they go hotel for the keep Odell and the homies in the room. <laughs> right. Odell's got his his posse in LA. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean they're in their hometown. It's, it's got to be more comfortable for them. They're, I mean they're at their same locker room facilities, all that. Right. It lines up for them. I agree. So let's go Rams. What about the? I mean, are there any props or the over under in the whole game? Anything like that that stands out to you? Mm, not really. I mean, I, I, I. Do you have any props there in front of you? Like, I know cups, uh, cup, Cooper cups. Like yardage was one hundred four, and that's going to get hammered up. Um, a lot of these, like, let's say for example, with Cooper Cup with me, like, you know, if that keeps going up and up, which it probably will, I'd probably take the under there. These big names, like, it's it's more advantageous to take the under on these guys. Um, trying to think, do you have any other props there in front of you? Not yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll look for something. But, I mean, usually it's like the, the 225 passing or something for Stafford. I'll get the real number. Yeah, I mean, no, nothing like that really catches my attention. But I would say... You know, another thing that you can wait on is the Rams money line. So right now, you know, four, four and a half. So that means like typically you'd have to put down about $200 to win 100 on the Rams money line, meaning you don't have to mess with the spread. You're just betting on them to win the game. Near the end of the Super Bowl, a lot of people, or the beginning of the Super Bowl, towards the end of the week, a lot of people come in and just take the dog, the Bengals in this case, and money line them. So there's a lot more value on the money line for the favorite than there is in a typical week. And so I said the money line would normally be Rams minus 200. Closer to the Super Bowl, you probably get a minus 180. So if you like the Rams money line, wait until the last minute. Yeah. Here's the uh, actually the passing yardage ones are pretty high. Um, I'm sure they are because they're the big names. Yeah, Stafford's 279 and Burrow's 273. Wow. I would take the under on Big Joey there. Um, the rushing ones is Cam Akers is 63 and a half. Mm-hmm. J- Joe Mixon's 60.5. Yeah, I'd stay away. But I do like Joe's under. I mean. And then receiving Cooper's at 104. Yeah. Uh, Jamar Chase, 78.5. And see, those are just going to go up. And Odell is 60.5. That's pretty low. I mean, because he had a couple good games lately, but... You know what, though? It's not really low. Like, historically, meaning how how long he's been on the Rams, because I looked at that. If you looked at Odell's yardage since he's been on the Rams, I think he's only gotten over 60, like, one time. And it might have been the last game. So... Mm -hmm. um, and so if you like the under on those big name guys, wait until the last minute because the public's going to come in here, big Joe public, and drive those bad boys up. So like Burrow, I'll just wait until right before the game, and I'll take under on his yardage. And then for, for guys to score, um, Cooper's the only one that's a minus. He's a minus 165. That's terrible odds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon plus 100, Jamar Chase plus 110. Yeah, see, those are crap odds. Those are the ones I'm talking about. It should be, you should get way better odds than that. 
So we'll just take the Rams at the minus four and a half. And I'm also taking the under first half, 23 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and we got to mention before we go, um, someone left us a review and you were sending them a hat, correct? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. I am. I think it was like M-A-K-3-3, I think was their name. So anyway, thank you for that. And uh, if you leave us a review and get in touch with us, we'll uh, we'll mail you a bolt app. Yep. Leave them on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you write your reviews. And you can email um, score at boltbrady.com. And then always check your, um, your spam or your trash. Sometimes when it comes back for some reason, it doesn't go directly to your inbox. And I guess this means we're signing off for a little bit because this is the last NFL game. We will be back for March Madness. Um, and so we'll come back in mid-March, um, right when the tournaments are getting off. And stand by for March Madness, one of the best times of the year to win chippers. Yep, March Madness is right around the corner. That's always fun. And then um, we do a few of those. Then we have the Masters for Augusta. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back mid-March for like, you know, three or four weeks in a row. It's been fun. I can't believe it's the end of the football season. No kidding. It's been great. Thanks for uh, listening, everyone. Yeah, appreciate it. Don't forget uh, Instagram and Twitter. It's at Bolt Brady Picks. But enjoy the game. Should be fun. Always is. Take it easy on the uh, the pops and the beverages. But enjoy your Sunday. See ya.